The sound of family. You hear the sound of family in here. God loves family. He knew that it was not good for man to be alone, so he first gave man a wife, and then he gave the man and wife family. It's God's design. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for granting us an experience with you in worship today, an encounter with you, the true and living God. We are so appreciative of that. Now we turn our attention to your powerful word. Would you make it powerful to us in Jesus' name? Life-changingly powerful in Jesus' name. By way of introduction and review, it's been a while since we have been in our sermon series through Ephesians, although we never really strayed very far from it. Several weeks ago, uh, the way time flies, maybe months ago, we paused our sermon series in Ephesians and we launched a mini-series which was entitled, Who I Am in Christ. Since that time, I don't know about you, but if you listen to, to anything in Christian circles outside of our own church, that's been one of the primary topics that God is speaking to the church, who we are in Christ It focused on the spiritual blessings belonging to those who are in Christ. And probably for the last time I'll say this. There are many, many physical blessings, food, clothing, shelter, material goods, on and on, that the human race experiences from God. His rain falls on the just and the unjust. But there are spiritual blessings that we uncovered in Ephesians that are exclusive to believers in Christ. The entire human race does not experience them only those who are in Christ. The good news is the entire human race is invited to come to Christ and be in Christ because God is not exclusive. So in this time, since we've been in our primary series, our main series of Ephesians, we also scheduled a baptism. We had a communion service in there. Dan preached for me. Thank you, Dan. Josh preached for me. Thank you, Josh. I was away. Deb and I were away. They filled in for me. I listened to both podcasts. Great job, both of you. And all that just to say, it's been a while. But today we're going to return to our main ser sermon series in Ephesians. We'll pick up where we left off. And we were all the way up to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. <laughs> so if you'll stand with me, Jess, come. Wait until everybody's settled, then read good and loud into the mic. Jess is going to read Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. Okay. Um, this is Paul's prayer for spiritual wisdom. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to, the, to those he called his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. 
I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and he has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Thanks, Jess. And you may be seated. We stood to honor God's word. This is, just, this is not just filler in the service. So the title today is A Call to Intercession. Actually, probably a better word would be a challenge, a challenge to intercession. God is calling, or God is calling the church in the area of intercession. God is calling, or God is challenging the church in the area of intercession, intercessory thanksgiving and prayer. This week, although Jess ran, ran, read all the way up to verse 23, this week we're only going to cover 15 and 16. We're going to look at the call to intercessory prayer. Then next week we'll look at the content of Paul's intercessory prayer. So not all that that we read. Thank you, Jess. We'll probably read it again next week. Not all of that. Just verses 15 and 16 this week. This is one of those messages that is only going to be effective... Are you listening to me now? No straying, no distractions. There are plenty. There are plenty if you allow them to be. This is one of those messages that is only going to be effective if we determine and choose to apply it. And it's not easy. And we're going to need to ask God to help us apply it. I have prepared this sermon and it has greatly convicted me of lack in my own life. This is one sermon, you know we joke. You guys who have preached, you know this is true. We live the sermons that we preach. This is one sermon I wish I would live. I wish I could live. And I fully expect to. But I'm going to have to grow into it. And so are you. Before we move on, it would, be, it would greatly help us to have a working definition of this term intercession, which is the noun, or intercessory, which is an adjective. Intercession is the activity. Intercessory prayer and thanksgiving. Intercessory is a descriptive word. Intercession, intercessory there's, there are complex meanings to the word. If you delve into like Greek and Hebrew, like some guys do, like Dutch sheets, it's a complex word. But it has a very simple meaning for us today. It simply means on behalf of another or others. Intervening, interceding on behalf of another or others. Making a plea, making an appeal on behalf of another or others. Scripturally, intercession is almost always, if not always, I'd say it's always, 
But you may find that one verse where it doesn't say. But Scripture is almost always, it relates to prayer, thanksgiving to God on behalf of others. Intercession, intercessory, refers to prayer and thanksgiving that's in the interest, the best interest of others. And that's going to be our focus here today. We're going to stick with that very simple definition. Intercession is always others-focused, not self-focused. Intercession is always others-centered, not self-centered. Intercession is always concerned for the best interest of others, not for self. Now, I hear the objection. Don't we pray for ourselves? Yes, we absolutely do. We obviously pray for ourselves, and it's good, and it's valid. But technically, by definition, we do not intercede for ourselves. Splitting hairs here. We definitely pray for ourselves. And there are other ways. Struggling with sickness and problems and different things. So I'm just praying for healing when those folks. And Lord, let you, allow you to have all the glory in that. And Lord, we just pray too that you take away fear i know fear is definitely a powerful force that runs this country and lord i just pray that that you be a light and that people will just uh, gravitate towards you and lord where there is where people don't know you that you would just bring them to yourselves lord let them reach out and lord help us to be witnesses for who you are to others allow us to share our testimony to those around us who don't know you and, Lord, we just thank you again and just be with us as we leave this place later um, and just be with the worship band and just may our worship be a ministry to you. And we thank you for everything that you do here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.